This episode of Engineering the Future is brought to you by Epic Training, supporting engineers since 1992. Epic Training knows the transition to working from home has been difficult for both businesses and employees. That is why we've converted all our courses to online to keep engineers and technologists on track. For more information on how we can help your company thrive, visit epictraining.ca. This podcast is brought to you by OSPI, the Ontario Society of Professional Engineers, the advocacy body for professional engineers in the engineering community in Ontario. Welcome to Engineering the Future, a podcast presented by the Ontario Society of Professional Engineers. I am your host, Jerome James. Today I'm joined by Sandro Peruza, CEO of OSPI, Ontario's home for over 85,000 professional engineers, 250,000 engineering graduates, and over 43,000 engineering students. OSPI is the advocacy body of engineers of Ontario and the body that is bringing this podcast to you today. Sandro, let's get right into it. Uh, remind us why engineering is so integral to a thriving economy and the safety of the public. Why does something so important as engineering need its own advocacy body? Oh my goodness, that's a, that's a really good question, loaded question. Um, where do I start? First off, I'm going to say that, uh, you know, engineering is so often forgotten by economists, by the government, policymakers, uh, and the public. Because when you think of it, there is no really identifiable engineering industry per se. Uh, engineering is invisible because engineering is everywhere. It's so immersed in our economy, with the people. Uh, including politicians and economists, just take it for granted. Uh, and, you know, you talk to the average person about engineering and they'll think, immediately think of infrastructure. And certainly lots of engineering happens in the infrastructure. And they think of, you know, someone on a job site with a white hard hat. Uh, that's not actually where engineering happens. It happens in an office, in the design. It happens in teams, people talking to the client, to understanding how that design is going to be used uh, and, and so forth and so on. Uh, but the other thing, too, is there is no engineering sector because engineering, as I said earlier, is everywhere. It's in uh, advanced manufacturing. It's in energy. It's in healthcare. You think of IT, uh, the financial sector, agricultural sector, mining. I can go on and on and on. Uh, so when you think of those key drivers of our economy, it's those sectors. And it's engineering, right. the technology that engineers are developing and are implementing are what's driving financial gain in those sectors. So this is why engineering is so important to the economy. And then when we design that technology, we want to ensure that that technology is actually working for the public. It's keeping us safe. So, um, you know, there is no engineering sector. Engineering is everywhere. And because it's so diverse, because it's so widespread, you need a group to bring it all together and to speak with one voice to government. And that's what OSPI is all about. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And with the current uh, Ontario election just around the corner, um, what would you say is uh, some of the policy areas that OSPI will be advocating for to be included in the agenda of the new government, regardless of what stripe gets elected? OK, uh, that's another really good question. Uh, so. Well, you know, as an advocacy body and as a member-focused body, one of the things we constantly do is talk to our members. We find out 
what's important to them. And so when the election, we knew an election was column coming. So we did some extensive um, consultative sessions with the members to really understand what's important to them. And here's what they told us. Energy pricing, long-term energy plans are important, that we want a stable grid and we want a low carbon grid. Um, and we've, you know, we're in a lot of the issues we have with un our unstable infrastructure, both our physical and intellectual and energy grids, because governments are not very good at doing long-term planning. So it's important that resiliency is key when we design these systems, including our healthcare systems. Uh, the second thing is affordability. Uh, we know that uh, engineers are paid well for their work, uh, but salaries have not kept up with the rate of inflation. This is why we're advocating for something called mm -hmm. qualifications-based selection uh, with respect to procurement. We want to ensure that engineering services are priced fairly and aren't being undercut. And we don't have underqualified or unqualified people doing engineering work. Uh, that way, you know, the projects are built on time, on budget, and uh, are, they, they withstand the, the, the time that uh, they're budgeted for. Uh, that when we build bridges, the, uh, they last for 100 mm -hmm. years, not for 50 years. Uh, our members also want to remove the barriers to, to existing good-paying jobs. We want more opportunities for engineering graduates, newcomers uh, into the country, and existing engineers already working to progress in their careers. And finally, we want engineer. We want the public to truly understand and value the license. Uh, the license is not a membership card. It is a professional license to practice professional engineering. And thus, our members are looking for regulatory reform to ensure that this is reflected in the professional engineering. We hope you're enjoying this episode so far. At OSPI, we're here for you making sure government, media, and the public are listening to the voice of engineers. You can learn more at ospi.on.ca. Mm -hmm. You've touched on so many different areas, and uh, it seems as though OSPI is, uh, has their hand in many different parts of, uh, of the public interest. Uh, you touched on healthcare. Uh, we're just getting out of uh, a global pandemic. How would you say that this year's election in 2022 differs from a health perspective than what uh, issues that we were advocating for uh, when uh, the 2018 election was here? Sure. I think the pandemic has exposed just how fragile our healthcare system is. Uh, the, we can't continue to build a system built on an old model. Uh, that technology is becoming more and more intrinsic in uh, our healthcare system and in our patient care. And that engineers are, again, driving much of this technology. Uh, you know, as well as when you think of COVID, all the, you know, all the response to COVID certainly has been led by our healthcare systems and our healthcare professionals. But they've been supported by engineers. Um, you know, when you look at how we're testing new vaccines, how we're developing new vaccines, uh, how we're testing for uh, our wastewater to determine levels of COVID in different populations in different regions and segments of cities. That is all being done by engineers. So the healthcare system is specifically we want to advance it and move forward with it and make it ensure that um, it becomes more resilient and more responsive 
to these changing trends, uh, that engineers are important to them. I, I'll share a story with you. When I first started at OSPI, one of the first events I was at was with the University Health Network. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I'm saying, what, why are we going to University Health Network for an engineering event? Well, they run a, a lab there where they actually test new technologies before they're deployed in the field. Uh, and it's really, really interesting. They have, you know, they have, uh, I shouldn't call them the test dummies, so they can test uh, how this equipment uh, reacts with them. And then once it gets mm -hmm. to a certain level, they actually bring in actors who act as patients and they put them through a, like a real trauma center uh, and they see how this equipment, uh, how the doctors use this equipment within different traumas uh, and different scenarios. So it's really interesting. And all of this was designed and led by professional engineers. Absolutely. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more about um, uh, with regards to energy? What, what do you see as one of the biggest hurdles in future energy, energy policy in Ontario moving forward as it relates to the global climate crisis? Sure. Uh, when you look at the windstorms that uh, ripped through Ontario two weeks ago, uh, and it affected all parts of the province, it just demonstrated just how fragile our energy system is and our grids are so not resilient. They haven't been built with a resiliency in mind with climate. Mm -hmm. uh, so this provides us an opportunity now to actually rebuild a more resilient grid and a grid that uh, reflects our, our low carbon intention moving forward. Uh, a grid that will allow us to build more renewables into it. So, uh, it, you know, the trouble mm -hmm. again with governments is they have short-term outlooks. You know, they're, they're here for four years. If they're lucky, they'll have an eight-year term. Uh, but you need to start thinking right. 50 years out, this really long-term view. And that's the value that engineers bring, is thinking of, okay, now what is the future? We need to look, we need mm -hmm. to shift from a, a um, carbon-centric energy system to a low-carbon energy system and net-zero system. Engineers can actually plan that out over several, several years. Right. I know OSPI is involved in advocacy with regards to changing the Ontario's building code. Can you elaborate on, on that point? Sure. We uh, have a working group that is actually uh, looking at the building code and how do we start to build, again, with a low carbon future in mind. So one of the things that we're looking at is, you know, are there uh, different types of material we can build with? Uh, wood, for example, you know, uh, you can actually build multi-story buildings using a wood framework as opposed to just concrete and steel. Uh, but also the energy systems within buildings. Uh, again, the pandemic has exposed that uh, mm -hmm. since, you know, COVID is airborne. And when you have these sealed buildings, uh, you can be one part of a building uh, and someone has COVID in a different part, and now all of a sudden it goes through the system, and now you're exposed to it. So we need to future-proof our buildings for uh, future pandemics. Uh, the other thing is, as well, with these uh, low-carbon low buildings is we have to look at new uh, energy sources. Again, low-carbon energy sources. So one of the things that we, we've been studying, and we've actually had some guest speakers talk to our energy system our energy um, task force on is heat pumps now how do we implement heat pumps and build Absolutely. heat pumps into new buildings because that is what the way of the future 
And if we can figure this out and be early adopters at this, this will provide, uh, provide economic uh, dividends for Ontario because this is a technology we can be exporting worldwide. That's a great point. And so ma- there's so many opportunities for engineers in Ontario to get their voices heard and, and have a seat at the table uh, where decisions are being made. Uh, we have at OSPI opportunities to sit on task forces, um, to be on committees. Oh, can you elaborate on the type of opportunities that OSPI members have to be a part of the advocacy process? Sure. So our tagline is, we are the voice of Ontario's engineers. Uh, really what that means is we provide a platform for engineers to come together and identify what the problems are, these big issues, uh, and then actually come up with some solutions on how to tackle these, these crises that we're facing. Uh, so we actually need our members to sign up as subject matter experts. We call them ambassadors because they're ambassadors to the profession and they're ambassadors of OSP. So we are, for example, we're launching a new task force focused on the climate crisis. So we're bring, looking for subject matter experts to advise us on a whole bunch of different issues. Because the climate crisis is so broad and there's so many different ways to look at it, uh, instead of setting up this very big, huge task force, we're going to be chunking up into little bite-sized pieces. So, for example, you know, how do we decarbonize our grid? We'll bring together some subject matter experts to solve that question. Uh, how do we move from uh, you know, gas-powered uh, vehicles to electric vehicles and hydrogen-fueled vehicles? We'll to bring together subject matter experts to look at that. Uh, what a lot of members don't realize is that OSPI, uh, the, the breadth of our advocacy is huge. It, over the last three years, we uh, responded to 50 official government consultations at the provincial level and at the federal level. Uh, what we don't tell people is that there were an additional 40 hmm. consultation, private consultations that we were invited to. These are things uh, that aren't on a public record. Uh, they're in camera where uh, a government official will reach out to us, policy people reach out to us, and they'll give us two or three different questions to ask, or they'll test some different theories before they go public with it. So we bring our subject matter experts together and actually respond to that. And it really is a, a great way for our members to get involved in shaping public policy at the ground level before it goes to broader consultation. So it actually helps frame the question uh, that goes out through consultation. Excellent. There's so many opportunities for people to get involved in advocacy work with their prese- their profession. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to break it down for us today. Um, we've covered a lot of ground, and um, I think that we're more we have a better understanding of what OSPI actually does within the realm of advocacy uh, after this conversation today. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Jerome. Sandra Peruza is the CEO of OSPI, uh, the Ontario Society of Professional Engineers. OSPI has released its election platform, and it's available right now on their website. Make sure that uh, if you haven't already voted, to vote on June 2nd during uh, this provincial election season. Uh, You've been listening to Engineering the Future. I'm your host, Jerome James. Thanks for listening. 
From all of us at OSPI, the Ontario Society of Professional Engineers, thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you.